In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, <clears throat> that you see me, <clears throat> that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. An important part of our retreat is always uh, meditation on the Passion of the Lord, meditation on love for the cross. And that's today's meditation topic. And there are a few prayers that we can say after receiving the Lord in communion that invite us to ask the Lord for strength, the strength that comes through his passion. When we say these things, right, that we can say now to the Lord, soul of Christ, sanctify me. Body of Christ, heal me. Blood of Christ, drench me. Water from the side of Christ, wash me. Passion of Christ, strengthen me. Our strength comes from the passion of the Lord. We have been saved in the cross. The Lord said that he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. He is the way. It is through him that we get united to God the Father. And that path for us to be back in friendship with Christ is the passion of the Lord. The Lord died in the cross for us to live forever with him. Passion of Christ strengthened me. The passion of the Lord is the source of eternal life. And that's what we want. We want to enjoy eternal life. And that's the life that comes to us in the sacraments. That's why it's important in our spiritual life to to give priority to the sacraments, to that daily mass, that maybe it's difficult to, to make it to daily mass because the schedule is not very convenient, it's not easy, but if we make an effort, we will be united to the Lord. When we are receiving the sacraments, we are receiving an increase of sanctifying grace. And all that sanctifying grace emanates from the cross. The cross is the gate to eternal life. From the passion of the Lord, we get the strength to overcome the world and temptations. The world in the sense, you know, the temptations that come from the enemy. Passion of Christ, strengthen me. Sweet Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that your passion be a virtue that strengthens, protects, and defends me. May your wounds be food and drink that feed me. Quench my thirst and comfort me. May the sprinkling of your blood wash away all my crimes. May your death give me eternal life and your cross be my everlasting glory. In this may I find nourishment, joy, health, and the sweetness of my heart. All of that, that's what we can get from the cross. Nourishment, joy, 
health, spiritual health, and the love of our hearts, that is Jesus Christ, right? So that's why it's important to ask our Lord, Lord, give me, give me Lord, love for you in the cross. Give me your grace, Lord, to take up my cross. When we find in the cross, when we find in life the cross, that's not bad news. For us Christians in the Catholic Church, that's always good news. When we participate in the cross, we are on the right track. Because it is in the cross that we receive love. The fact that the Lord allows us to undergo some difficulties means that the Lord loves us. And when we sacrifice ourselves for the Lord and for others, when we show love with sacrifice, we are really loving, right? Because love is not sweet words. Sweet words is only part of love. Real love is deeds. Deeds of love. Sacrifice for the person you love. So Lord, when I face the cross in my life, when I participate in your cross, give me your grace to realize that this is a, this is a great thing. To be with you in the cross and to show to you my love through my sacrifice, right? What do I do for the Lord in my days? Sometimes we don't do more because we lack love. At the same time, spiritual life is not about just doing things, huh? but we have to show with deeds our love for the Lord. If our deeds are you know, missing, we can say that our love is probably small. If I am trying to give to the Lord a lot, lot of things, my love probably is good. And of course, when I face a curse that I was not expecting, that's always the Lord seeking me out. Hey, if you want to be my follower, take up your cross and follow me. Because again, Jesus is the way. It's important to ask our Lord in prayer for this love. The Lord did something very, in the Last Supper, after the institution of the Eucharist, or before, I don't remember now, the Lord washed the apostles' feet. And he said, do you understand what I just did? If you understand it, and you do it, you will be blessed. Blessed. That's the word that the Lord used in the Beatitudes, right? Blessed are the poor, blessed are the meek, blessed are the... The Greek translation of that word is makarios. It's the same word that, you, that occurs in the Last Supper. You will be blessed. Makarios. The one who is fully happy. The path towards that complete happiness, complete fulfillment is the sacrifice. Do you understand what I just did? If you understand it and you do it, you will be blessed. That's why the Lord insisted in that conversation with Peter when he said, Lord, you shall never wash my feet at all. I cannot allow you to do this. Because this is a task of slaves. You cannot do this to me. But Peter was thinking with this old mindset. The mindset, Jesus' mindset, the new mindset is, 
it is good that you serve others. It is good that you sacrifice yourself for others. When you do that, you are loving. And when you are loving, you can be happy. You can be blessed. So Lord, give me your grace to learn all these things. Give me your grace to sacrifice myself every day. For instance, today, what am I going to do? So when I get back home, people have to feel that I love them better, that I do more things for them, that I have these details of service, that I do these favors to people, that I'm available to give a hand if it's needed. That's the person who really loves, the person who sacrifices himself for others. Lord, increase my love for you in the cross. The Lord is the way, the Lord is the truth, and the Lord is the life. The truth. The truth about ourselves is we have been saved in Christ, in the passion, death, and resurrection of the Lord. So for us, the cross is something important. The cross is not something strange. It's not something that we reject. No, it's something that we love. In the church, we have always loved the cross. And the Holy Cross was lost, you know, because Roman Empire took over Jerusalem. There was the destruction of the city, and they built a new city on top of Jerusalem. And there was this temple dedicated to these goddesses, and they took away the, the, the Holy Cross. It was centuries later that St. Helena unearthed it, finding it, you know, digging and putting sick people in those pieces of wood that they found. And there were people who got healed. That was the, 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 the way they found again the cross of the Lord. And then they put it in a special church in Jerusalem. And then Persian people in the, sixth, in the seventh century again took over Jerusalem. And they took the cross to someone else, somewhere else. But our brothers found it, and they brought it back later to Jerusalem. That was the feast day of the exaltation of the Holy Cross in September the 14th. That was celebrated in all Christianity, because the cross is very important for all of us, the Holy Cross. Because the cross reminds us, this is the way, Jesus is the way. The truth about ourselves is we have been saved in Jesus' passion, death, and resurrection. And Jesus is the life. There is no path to eternal life except the cross. All the grace that we receive in the sacraments comes from the mystery of the passion, death, and resurrection of the Lord. So Lord, increase my love for you in the cross. The cross is very important. Eh? If we want to love, we have to learn to suffer. Eh? There is no real love without suffering. When we love only with words, but not with deeds, there is a problem. Because then there is no commitment. Love has to do with a decision we make in our will. And the decision sometimes can be difficult. So we need to train ourselves with God's grace to, to learn to suffer. Because if I know how to suffer for others and for you, Lord, then I can love you and others. Then I can be happy. 
There is no real happiness without real love. And there is no real love without suffering. So Lord, give me this love for you in the cross. Give me grace to learn, to suffer, right? And this happens in small things. Eh? We are not talking about big sacrifices. We are just, you know, usually the Lord wants us to take up our cross. He said in the gospel daily. If anybody wants to be my disciple, let him to take up his cross daily and follow me. Daily. Small things. Small things at home. That smile when we are tired. That making an effort to be understanding with this person, with this person behaves in a way that we disagree with. When we make time in our busy schedule for someone who needs my help. When I am flexible with my schedule so that people know that anytime they contact me, I will be there. It will not be always possible, but let us make an effort to show this love in small things, in small details. Mortifications, small mortifications at table. The mortification of getting up on time. The mortification of going to bed on time. The mortification of Stop scrolling down social media forever because that steals my time and prevents me from spending, investing time in those around me. Small things. The word mortification, if you are interested in semantics, okay, you probably are not, but <laughs> the word mortification comes from mortem edificare. Okay? So the... the Expression in Latin, mortem edificare, okay, gives mortification. To mortify, actually. Anyways, anytime we offer up to a small sacrifice, we are building up the passion of Christ in our lives. We are becoming like Christ. Holiness has to do with this uh, um, identification with Christ, right? Who is the holy person? The holy person is the one who identifies himself with Christ, right? Okay, so part of our identification with Christ is to take up our cross. And we somehow need to build up the, more, the, the death of Christ in our lives. Mortem edificare, you know? Mortem edificare. That's the expression that involves in uh, mortifying. And we become like Christ. And these are small things. Eh? It's not that we need difficult things to do. It's just small things, right? But constant, eh? constant. San Jose Maria used to say, our mortification is going to be like our heartbeat. You know, it's small things constantly. Eh? That's the spirit of mortification. It's not about, oh, once a year I offer a super amazing penance in Good Friday, and then the rest of the year I do nothing. That's not the spirit of Opus Dei. San Jose Maria teaches us, no, the real mortification is every day a few things, constantly. That smile, that punctuality, that <coughs> listening to this person when you are tired, all these small things, eh? then all those things add up to a lot. And time goes by and we can say that I am with the Lord in the cross. And the person who mortifies himself is the person who is happy. Because that person is suffering, that person is loving. And that person is loving Jesus and that person is loving Jesus in others. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So Lord, give me a grace to take up my cross daily. Also, there is always this passive 
curse that we were not expecting. Okay, so there is the there are mortifications we seek out for, right? And then there are difficulties that come to us without us being interested, right? And that's the passive mortification. That's part of the deal, right? That's part of our cross. Our cross is not only what we seek out for, our cross is also what the Lord sends, what the Lord allows to happen to us in life, right? A traffic jam in the moment you less needed a traffic jam, a cold when you were not expecting to get a cold, uh, someone, uh, I don't know, does something bad to you, or all these things we were not expecting. So it's important to identify in our lives these crosses that the Lord wants us to carry with him. Maybe we were not expecting them, but the Lord is there, passing by, and he blesses us with the cross. Remember this Joseph of Arimathea, who was going back home on Good Friday in Jerusalem. He was working in the countryside. He went back home, probably thinking of a nice weekend of rest, and he was forced to help Jesus with the cross. And he did it. And our first brothers and sisters in faith thought of them, wow, you are lucky because you helped Jesus to carry the cross. And yeah, you were not expecting that, but you did it. And that was amazing. That was epic. Well, this is what happens to us when we were not expecting something and something happens. This passive cross, this passive mortification. So it is important to identify eh, this passive mortification. For instance, what is it that is difficult for you in your daily life right now? What is it? What is difficult? Maybe you don't like your boss. Maybe they gave you more hours of work in your schedule. Maybe, I don't know. Something you were not expecting. Our own limits and defects that we need to learn to deal with and to be patient. Well, all these things are our cross. We have to identify our cross. And to say to the Lord, Lord, give me your grace to take up my cross with your grace. Right? To take up my cross with your grace, Lord. Knowing that when I take up my cross, you are always there. It's not that we like suffering. Huh? We know it's good and it helps you know, to grow in uh, love. And, but it is that we find Christ there. That's why we take up our cross. And even though sometimes we think that this is useless, there is always meaning. If the Lord is allowing us to suffer in some aspect in our lives, there is some meaning to that. Huh? Someone told me the following story. <clears throat> it's the story of the strongest ant in the world, okay? So there are a few guys hiking up somewhere in Africa. They were hiking up a mountain, and one of the guys lost a contact lens. Okay, so everybody stopped, and they tried to find it, and, but they couldn't find it. So they just gave up and just kept walking, hiking up the mountain. So they got to the peak, 
And then they were there looking for, you know, there was a nice lookout. And, and then this other group arrived to the peak of the mountain, and one of the guys said, hey, uh, did anybody of you lose a contact lens on your way up? Because we found an ant carrying it. <laughs> and here it is. And the guy, oh my God, that's my contact lens. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, that's amazing, you know? So when this guy went back home, told his father the story. And his father happened to be a cartoonist. Okay? So he made a comic strap with the story. And in the comic strap, you can see the ant carrying the lens, sweating a lot, and thinking, why am I carrying this, you know? It's not useful for food. It's not useful to build my house. But I guess I have to carry it somewhere. End of the story. There is always, God is always doing, working out our salvation, working out our holiness. And he knows. He knows why this is happening to you. He knows. The only thing we have to do is, okay, Lord, I trust you. I'm going to take up my cross. The cross of overcoming ourselves, right? We have our laziness, our pride, our, eh, our limits, our defects. Eh? So overcoming ourselves. We have our ideals, right? We have the good things in life we want to fight for. And in these days here, you have probably seen your life from a new perspective, right? And you want to be a saint, and you want to cooperate in evangelization, and you want to help your people around you, right? And you want to love Jesus madly, right? Well, the cross means to persevere in these good desires. That's part of the cross. Yeah, because nobody gets anything done unless there is an effort. And he applies the same to our struggle for holiness. That's why we need to overcome ourselves when things are difficult. And all of this gives us lots of joy and youthfulness. Who is the happy person? Who is the, the young person in the heart? Is the person who keeps fighting for his ideals. And that means we've got to take up our cross. When we love with sacrifice, then we are young forever, deep down in our hearts. I found for you this quote <clears throat> somewhere in a book. Youth is not a period of time, but an attitude, an inner mood which is based on victory over oneself in the small things of everyday life. One does not become old for having lived many years, but for having betrayed his ideals. You are as young as your ideals and dreams and as old as your apathy and your lack of enthusiasm. End of quote. We keep up our enthusiasm. We keep up our interest in doing great things in life. The great things we want to do. Holiness. Your marriage. 
evangelization, sanctification of work, all these things, if you push a little bit every day, then you will be always young in the heart because you are doing what you are supposed to be doing. And you are doing what the Lord wants you to do. <coughs> as soon as we start saying, no, I don't want to do this, no, this is difficult, then we, we lose our enthusiasm for our ideals, right? But if we push a little bit every day, then when we go to bed every day in the night, we know that we have been doing the right thing and we have been enjoying loving God, loving others with cross, in the cross. Okay, but all of this is definitely important. So Lord, give me your grace to take up my cross. To take up my cross. Huh? The Lord is an expert in facing difficulties in life. Huh? Sometimes we think that we have a lot of difficulties. And it is true. Eh? I'm not saying that we don't have difficulties. And life is difficult. But we need to turn our eyes to Jesus. Because Jesus knows a lot about facing difficulties in life. Huh? You know, the Lord is the heir of David. The one who was going to establish David's throne forever. God, the Son of God, the Messiah. And he was not allowed to be born in the city of David. There was no place for him in the inn. Since he was born, Jesus is pushed out. If you notice in the gospel, there is this opposition against Jesus. As soon as he was born, King Herod was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. Since he is a kid, he is persecuted to be killed. He had to flee to another country. During his public life, the most prestigious sect of Judaism, Pharisees, you know, and never accepted the Lord's teaching. And in chapter 3 of St. John's Gospel, they have already decided to kill him. Chapter 3 of the Gospel. The Lord faced difficulties in life to carry out his mission. And the Lord is the perfect man. Right? So every single life, every single human life has to face difficulties. We have to face difficulties. But that is good. Because it makes us stronger. It helps us to grow as we go in life. Let us look at the cross with these good eyes. Because in the cross we find salvation. In the cross we find everything. William Shakespeare wrote, quote, Sweet are the fruits of adversity. Sweet are the fruits of adversity. When we face difficulties with the right attitude, then something good happens. Of course, we always draw closer to the Lord when we take up our cross. That's great. Plus, we grow, we develop some virtues, we develop some you know, strength in the will, because we need to grow as human beings. Right? So it's a bad idea to run away from the cross. Because if you run away from the cross, you never learn to suffer. You never, you know, you never make your will stronger. Yeah, let us be hopeful because problems never last forever.
as the song goes, quote, and if the night runs over, and if the day won't last, and if your way should falter along these stony paths, it's just a moment. This time will pass. End of quote. That's you two stuck in a moment. Beautiful song. <laughs> so let's ask our lady. Our mother is there at the foot of the cross. Our mother was told in the temple the day she presented Jesus to God because Jesus is the firstborn son, right? And Jewish people offered to God the firstborn son, the first crops, the first everything, right? That day, Mary was told, a sword shall pierce your soul. Our mother knew that her life was somehow, was somehow united to the sacrifice of Jesus. And she had to learn down the road all these things. And one day Jesus told her, why were you looking for me? Our mother had to learn that Jesus has come to carry out his mission, that his mission ends in the cross and in the resurrection. And that she had to be there, being the core redeemer, right? Let us ask our mother to be always strong, to be at the foot of the cross, out of love for Jesus and out of love for others. And let us ask our mother to do this in our everyday, ordinary life, in small things. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.